This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. And now it's 5.41 and I'm sorry, it's kind of a gloomy Friday. Um, I, I think that we could have gone with perhaps something lighter for today on Twitter, but instead we're going with what is honestly getting a lot of conversation there. It's not good news, I'm afraid, but there have been lots of reactions to the government succeeding in its appeal to deny citizenship to overseas-born children of Malaysian mothers and foreign, father, foreign fathers. Yes, so quite frustratingly, uh, today the Court of Appeal overturned the 2021 landmark KL High Court decision for Malaysian mothers to have the same rights as Malaysian fathers and to be able to confer citizenship to their children born overseas. Um, so this was delivered by a three-person bench chaired by Judge Datuk Kamaluddin Muhammad Said. Datuk Kamaluddin and Datuk Aziza Nawawi ruled in favour of the government, while Dato S. Nantabalan dissented. Uh, dissented um, and uh, the majority said that the word father in the second schedule of the part of Part 11 of the federal constitution refers to the biological father and cannot be extended to include the mother or parents. Um, they went on to say that it's up to parliament and not them to rewrite the constitution. Meanwhile, the minority ruling, I believe, was focused on the fact that this does not align with a number of international laws which Malaysia is party to. So uh, that's kind of where it stands legally. Now, where it stands socially, though, is what a lot of people are talking about because we're not here necessarily to pass judgment on the judgment, but instead to talk about how this has made many Malaysians and Malaysian women, Malaysian mothers in particular feel. And the word that I've seen used a lot is discrimination. And it's very hard to get around that. I, I, I just, sure, the law says this in its essence, the law can be changed, but it's hard not to feel that way. I mean, really, it, it is, right? Um, to, to make a distinction between a father and a mother uh, and a distinction that ends up having such a huge impact on the life of children. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not surprised, really, that these reactions are coming through. Uh, Hasha Hashim, uh, for instance, says, the fight shall be prolonged. What makes a Malaysian man with a foreign spouse entitled to have their kids' Malaysian citizenship but not the other way around? Would a Malaysian wife with a foreign husband make the child less Malaysian? Which are questions that people have been asking throughout. Uh, we also have uh, Pankaj who says, What happened to Kuluaga Malaysia? Aren't Malaysian mothers who give birth to children overseas entitled to have their children be Malaysian? Meanwhile, Suthish says, Deny them now. Next time, if any of those kids make, make it out and become extraordinary, don't come and claim, claim, you know, so-and-so whose mother is a Malaysian to tumpang glamour all. It is pathetic. Um, yeah. Uh, Temina Kauzji, who is um, uh, an activist and who has actually been uh, advocating for this issue for a while now, uh, says, I'm not sad, I'm livid. Next week is my Amma's first death anniversary. She died waiting for Malaysia to amend its unequal citizenship laws. How many of our mothers have died waiting for justice? Why doesn't Malaysia love us? Why are Malaysian women second class from cradle to the grave? Meanwhile, Kasturi Pato, a Batukawan MP, says, Close your eyes and imagine your own mother walking up and down the stairs of courts, KDN, JPN, Parliament for years, Also, that you, born overseas, can be called Malaysian. MOU or none, this is the right thing to do. And then she tags the Prime Minister, call a special sitting and amend the federal constitution. 
uh, Nordlizas, I think is the handle, um, says only 19 out of 3,407 applications for citizenship have been approved since 2018. It would take decades to approve the citizenship for these children. Give Malaysian women the same rights that you provide to men. And really, that's all it comes down to, right? Give Malaysian women the same rights that Malaysian men already have. So on that, uh, tell us, how are you feeling about this? Again, we're talking about the various reactions that have come through to the government succeeding in its appeal to deny citizenship to overseas-born children of Malaysian mothers and foreign fathers. You may remember the landmark Kuala Lumpur High Court decision in 2021. So that has been overturned. Um, There is still the federal court, but this is where we are today. So tell us how you're feeling about it. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio. Because freedom matters. BFM. BFM 89.9. It is 5.50. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. That was Marvin Gaye with What's Going On. And that really is the question that we're asking on today on Twitter because there have been lots of responses essentially to uh, the government's succeeding in its appeal to deny citizenship to overseas-born children of Malaysian mothers and foreign fathers. The Court of Appeal today overturned the landmark 2021 Kuala Lumpur High Court decision. So we've been asking you for your thoughts. How are you feeling about this? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, the overall tone on um, on Twitter, I think, has been a mixture of befuddlement to a degree and also a lot of sadness. Yes, um, and that's really the tone that we're getting in our messages as well, as as well as a fair amount of frustration, to be honest. Um, so let's start with RDJ, who says, um, it's unfortunate that the authority to grant citizenship for applications uh, lies... Um, the authority to grant citizenship for applications received lies only with the Ministry of Home Affairs um, and the Minister of Home Affairs. Such authority only brings corruption to opposition. The authority must be changed to a panel of respected Malaysians for evaluation of citizenship. That's an interesting idea. It is. There's also... Um, so part of it is this element of authority and it being concentrated in a very small small amount of people. The other part of it, of course, is the speed with which something like this happens. How frequently or efficiently are the applications brought through? Is it a simple enough process or is it something in which, as we heard earlier, you have people tramping through courts and um, the various governmental agencies and having to follow up and do the rest of it only to be frustrated by the fact that the law once more, doesn't allow for it. So, yeah, uh, I agree. And I also think that there is a bureaucratic element that needs to be addressed. We have uh, Wenjo who says, if you ask me, mothers are more entitled to this than fathers because they carry and nourish their children for 10 months. You know, we're not even talking about who gets more entitlement. We're actually just asking for equality. Mm, yeah, and, and it's sad. It, it's actually... It's actually a very jarring thing. Mm. I, I think that ever since it was... Um, Ever since it gained prominence, this movement and this question, it it's 
never stopped being jarring to me, the, the recognition of what exactly is being asked for. Um, M.I. says, did you know that a Muslim at burial will be called by their name or bin binti to the mother? No mention of the father at all. It is the mother. Um, in Islam, surga di tapak kaki ibu. Enough said to all these hypocrites. Um, that's good to know. <laughs> it would be great to see that kind of sentiment carried all the way through. So, keep those thoughts coming. Um, how are you feeling about this recent decision by the Court of Appeal, recent as in today, uh, to overturn the landmark Kuala Lumpur High Court decision that initially allowed for Malaysian mothers to have the same rights as Malaysian fathers to confer citizenship to children born overseas. Because, yeah, um, initially it was hailed as a, a great victory and now it's been overturned, essentially. So... Let us know what you think. How are you feeling about this? That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at PFM Radio. Uh, meanwhile, going quickly back to our first story in which we talked about the overall impressions of this most recent sitting in Parliament. Uh, what were your big takeaways? And basically, do you think that they got a lot of stuff done this time round? Let us know. We have some thoughts. Maisy says, agreed on the positive points in the day one, but the majority of our MPs are not like KJ, Azalina and the gang. The old vanguards should be learning from the younger ones. Work together, not just focus on catching out anyone not in your party. Besides the age issue, in my opinion, most of the times it's female MPs who are comparatively more cooperative. Um, I like that. I really like that part about work together and not just focus on catching out anyone not in your party because that's exactly what bipartisan cooperation means. Um, it's also really what's most beneficial for us rather than party politics. So the other part of it alongside not catching, any, catching out anyone is also that you shouldn't just go to be disruptive, right? Yes. That's, that's a huge problem, I but think. But there's some um, who seem really to thrive on that. Yes, uh, and perhaps it's also our fault. Uh, when I say our, I mean the media, right? Because the more attention you give those mm. MPs, the more inclined they probably are to continuously behave that way. And then it, it keeps, you know, like begets like. But yeah, alongside being able to work together as one should, in theory, everybody should be there to serve the country and its people. And therefore, it shouldn't be that hard. Um Alongside that, I think there should also be a dedication to not just being disruptive, right? It's rude to show up to places and just start yelling. <laughs> um, you would, and you would think that would be fairly common knowledge. So, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we have this from Shani on GEG, who says uh, the fines under the control of tobacco products and smoking bill 2022 is relatively low in relation to the punishments uh, due to your due to not having your MyCard with you, or rather in comparison, I think, um, with not having your MyCard with you, which amounts to a maximum fine of 20,000 ringgit or three years imprisonment or both, how can smoking lead to a criminal record when the fines and imprisonment under a traffic offence does not, followed by the tobacco industry is concerned about future sales, hence creating a narrative to fearmonger relevant parties. And Shani, this puts me in mind of what um, Maha said earlier, our guest, because she used the word, I think, to talk about the uh, GEG as polarizing, that the main issues within it have been deeply polarizing. And I think that it's because of these sorts of narratives that have emerged. Yes, exactly. And, and, and you know, 
The part that's heartening is that the health minister seems open to having these discussions um, and has in fact said that he, um, if necessary, is open also to a revision of the bill. So um, we'll have to wait and see. Going back to citizenship, um, Lee says, Malaysian women have the same citizenship obligations as the men, including paying the same taxes. So if we are denied the same rights, then perhaps reduce our tax obligations. That seems fair. I mean, it's not it's not equivalent, but yes, I think that seems fair. Yeah. Uh, Sham, meanwhile, says they should appeal to the federal court, the child citizenship case. And, you know, that is, of course, an option. But I was thinking about something that was raised by our guest. Um, ooh, earlier I said it was 7pm and now the days are blurring. But uh, one of our guests this week, Fari Azad, who mentioned uh, in relation to the case involving Datuk Sri Najib Razak, the difference in terms of how far you can take things depending on the resources you have. And so um, while I agree that that is an option. While I agree that it is important to continue fighting this, there is also the question of how much it costs and how much time it takes and um, the resources available to people to do that. The time, 100%, because all the people who are now in limbo while waiting yet again to see if they'll get that citizenship, it's, it's crazy. So keep those thoughts coming. How are you feeling about the decision from the Court of Appeal to overturn the uh, Kuala Lumpur High Court decision that allowed Malaysian mothers to have the same rights as fathers to confer citizenship to their children when they're born overseas? Uh, you can also let us know your thoughts on the latest session of Parliament and whether anything stood out to you. Was it a productive sitting overall, you think? either of those topics, you can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. And um, on Insight Story today, we are also wanting to hear from you basically on the food delivery blackout, uh, which is the 24-hour nationwide strike of food delivery riders. And I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. So we want to know what did you make of the blackout? And also, do you think food delivery riders should be paid more, which is what it comes down to? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.